Welcome, welcome all to another episode of your favorite podcast, Targo. How are you, buddy? I am fantastic, my man. How are you doing? Did you have a good I'm Memorial Day good. weekend? Yeah, it was pretty good. It was busy, but it was it was really good. How about yours? Yeah, not too bad. Went out on the lake, got a little sunburn. Nice. How was vanilla ice? <laughs> vanilla ice was fun. It was fun, man. He, he brought it back. <laughs> good. Good. What are you drinking on this special occasion? I am drinking Matchless Pog Hazy IPA. I've had that one. It is have delicious. You? It is delicious. Well, let's see. I have not had it. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Yeah, I, I like how the, the sweetness of it kind of takes away from that IPA finish. It does, yes. It's not a strong IPA finish, that's for sure. Yeah, it's really good. Um, so apparently we decided to do tropical today. Because <laughs> yeah. I got a clip I got ecliptic brewing flamingo planet guava blonde ale. Oh, how's that? Yeah. That might sound good. Well, I've never tried it, so we'll find out real quick if I don't get beer everywhere. That's fun. Ooh, yeah. That's a good hot weather beer right there. Nice and yeah. refreshing. Nice and refreshing. It's delicious. I got two of them. So send the other one that, my way. <laughs> yeah, I got to have the same amount as you, right? With that, those are our brews. Let's get to some banter. Welcome to Brews and Banter. This is uh, the end of the Bundesliga and EPL edition of the show. We got the last week of the season for those two teams reviewing that. Who finished where? Who got relegated? Uh, who was champions last day of the season? Who made it to uh, Europe? Yeah, who went to Europe? FA Cup final predictions as well. So let's get to it, as well as a combined 11 for the Europa League final. So make sure you check out our socials, Facebook, Facebook group, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and Redbubble. Check out our merch. New stuff coming out real soon. And with that, let's get into it, Targo. Last day of the Premier League season. Title was already decided. Unfortunately, it was Manchester City who won the title. But lots of other things to be decided. Yeah. So, on the 25th, Manchester United against Chelsea. We both said United because, well, Chelsea's just been that bad this season. uh, And they were that bad in this game. Yeah, actually, I did watch this one. I I sometimes don't watch this matchup, Man United-Chelsea, because it tends to be a a 1-1, a 0-0. Not very exciting game, but this one was good, man. (laughs) This one was good. Ended 4-1 to Manchester United, and United solidifying Champions League football for themselves with the win there. Yeah, um, that's big for them. They are definitely working towards something big over there at Old Trafford. But Casemiro got the scoring started for them. Lovely header in the sixth minute off free kick. Anthony stretchered off after a tackle from Trevor Chalaba in the 26th minute. Do you think it was a bad challenge? No. I mean, it looked no. like he got the ball. I didn't think it was a foul or anything. Yeah, but I'll be honest with you. I wasn't sure if Anthony was hurt after that tackle. And then I felt bad when he came off on a stretcher. So. so it was funny. I noticed something because, yeah, when Anthony, he was hurt, you know, he was obviously in some pretty severe discomfort. He was rolling around, putting the hand up. 
And the Man United players, they did kick the ball out for him. But then just, I don't know, maybe five, ten minutes later, Bruno Fernandez does the same thing. And they did not <laughs> kick the ball out for him. They kept playing. <laughs> and sure enough, Bruno Fernandez, you know, he gets up as he's fine. Typical Bruno sub. <laughs> yeah, I, I think everybody's on to him at this point. But except for the referees. Yeah. Chelsea did have some good chances in that first half, though. Uh, but as it has been all season, they could barely even find the target. There was like a a shield on that goal, man. All their shots just would not hit the get on target. Or if Dude, they were, I they were right I feel, like, I feel like if you put a broadside of a barn on this Chelsea training pitch, they probably couldn't even hit it. It was just because they had chances. Bad. You're not wrong. They created chances, but couldn't. Get their shots on target, it seemed like, for the most part. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Mihailo Mudrik, man. You had one golden opportunity and just shanks it. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. He's he's not impressed so far. All I to say is, thank you, Chelsea. Dodged a bullet on that one. Uh, Bruno misses sitter in the 47th minute. Uh, I think, was he like three, four yards away from the goal? Yeah, he was not far. Yeah. Uh, and then he won his side of penalty in the 73rd minute, converting it himself. Was it a foul? I didn't think it was, if I'm being honest with you. No, it's it typical was like Bruno he did antics. his typical Bruno antics. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and I can't, I can't stand him. I can't. I you used know, to I think like he was a good player, but... I like what he can do on the field, but yeah, it's his attitude and his personality. I don't care for, man. Noise the crap out of me, man. It does. It's like every time you get touched, you roll around on the ground like you broke something. No, please don't. Uh, Marcus Rashford made it 4-0 five minutes later. Uh, And then uh, Jao Felix with a consolation goal, which was a pretty nice one for Chelsea in the 89th minute. Turned half the field, man. Yeah, pretty much. It's inside his own half, slotting it past De Gea on the 18-yard box. Yeah, this Chelsea team, man... Honestly, the one bright spot for me who I think is going to be a good player is Enzo Fernandez, man. The way he slings that ball around a field, he he does it very well. Yes, I think he's he definitely going to be a great player. Yeah, and they got him for eight years, so. <laughs> hundred million or hundred twenty million. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. So we get to championship Sunday, the 28th of May. And what a day it turned out to be. First off, we had... Well, we had all the games at the same time, but we're going to go with Aston Villa and Brighton first in what we thought would be one of the best matchups of the day, and it did not disappoint. Yeah, we had our buddy Kane watching this one. He's a big Villa fan. Yeah, on the live stream, and if you haven't checked that out and you decide you want to watch all the games again, feel free. Uh, yeah, Aston Villa winning this one 2-1. to one. We both did not pick Aston Villa to win, so... Pick Brighton. Thought maybe after that draw against City, they could get something. Yeah, but and I, I thought a draw possibly. Um, and if it wasn't for a couple of uh, lengthy VAR checks, probably would have been. But Jacob Ramsey found Douglas Luiz just inside the box for him to slot at home in the eighth minute, and then Villa got their second, twenty-six minute. Uh, with their man on fire, Ollie Watkins. How impressive has he been this season? Oh, dude, Emery's got him flying. Yeah, yeah, he's man on fire, that's for sure. Uh, does he deserve an England call-up? Mm-hmm. Maybe with Ivan Tony being out. Yeah, you can see it. 
Uh, Seagulls got one back through Dennis Undev after a lengthy VAR check to make sure he was on sides. Uh, with the win, Villa finished seventh in that Europa Conference League spot to look forward to next season. Brighton finished sixth, which, I mean, it's a conclusion to what a great season for both of these teams. It has been fantastic. We'll see if I'm, I'm more curious if Brighton can keep it up next year. I think Villa will. I think they'll go out and they'll, honestly, they'll probably get some good players. They're, yeah. they're going to be ambitious, I think. Yeah, especially with the players they've been linked to going very ambitious. Brighton, on the other hand, Deserby came out and has essentially said that McAllister and Caicedo will both leave in the summer, which will give them a hefty transfer purse. I will say that. Probably oh, yeah. 160, Probably. 180 million after this. Yeah, results. 150 plus at least. <laughs> All right. Next up, we had battling for their relegated lives Leeds United against Tottenham, who really had nothing to play for for the rest of the season. Uh, we both thought this one would end in a draw, and it was anything but Tottenham winning 4 to 1 in this one. And pretty much from the onset, this was never really a game. Harry Kane scored in the second minute. I wouldn't say Tottenham didn't have anything to play for because if Villa would have lost and Tottenham would have won this game, they would have made it into the Conference League. Okay. So there's still something, I would say. But yeah, man, I was so disappointed by Leeds. So disappointed. I mean, I guess I shouldn't be surprised with how many goals they let in. 79. Last year and seventy was it seventy seven seventy eight this year <laughs> seventy eight Def- this year definition of consistent at least that's for sure consistently bad yeah <laughs> consistently having no defense uh yeah Harry Kane turned provider slipping in Pedro Porro in the forty seventh minute Leeds got one back through Jack Harrison in the sixty seventh Kane would double his tally in the sixty ninth minute finishing with thirty goals for the season. Yeah. Oh, man, that's that's impressive. Yeah. Uh, Good news for Tottenham is transfer value keeps going up and up and up. And then Lucas Mora gets a nice farewell goal in the 95th minute for him for Tottenham. And yeah, another disappointing season for Tottenham Hotspur and Leeds United officially relegated with that result. Yeah. Tottenham finishing eighth. Leeds 19th. Yeah. Next up, we had Man United against Fulham. Fulham, nothing really to play for. They'd already secured 10th place. Man United just needed a win to stay in third. United win this one 2-1. to one. We both pick United, but it wasn't without a fight. No. Kenny Tete put Fulham up 1-0 in the 19th minute. And then Jaden Sancho... On for the injured Anthony, put United ahead our level on the 39th minute, and then uh, Bruno with two and two getting the lead for United in the 55th minute, and then David de Gea with some heroics, making sure they got those three points, saving a Alexander Mitrovic penalty kick as well. Which I'll be honest with you, it was a great penalty and a, it was a good save, yeah, save fantastic save. I mean, Tejea, Golden Glove winner, man, most clean sheets this season. And it wasn't even close. He you know, had it 17, like three or the, four. the next closest was 14. Yeah. And that was like Allison and Aaron Ramsdale. I think Pope, so, too. Yeah, Pope as well. Which baffles me. How so, yeah, United, man, seven. they finished third place and Fulham in 10th. Yeah. 
fantastic season for Fulham. Especially after, after being, just coming up. <laughs> yeah, recently promoted. And then United, I would say, great season for them, finishing third with the trophy, possibly two. Next up, we had uh, the final, essentially, decider for the last relegation spot. Leicester City against West Ham. Leicester had to win this game and hope that Everton didn't get a result or anything to go their way. I picked West Ham because they're flying high, going to the Conference League final. You picked Leicester because, well, they were fighting. They were fighting. Leicester City did win this one 2-1. Harvey Barnes putting them up 1-0 on the 34th minute. And at this point, watching the games, they were safe. safe. Yeah. Because Everton and Bournemouth were nil-nil. And then Valt Feist made it 2-0 in the 62nd minute. Everything was peachy. Leicester City thought they were going to be promoted. Or not promoted, but stay in the Premier League, which I guess is the same thing. And then Pablo Fernandes got one back for West Ham in the 79th minute. But we'll get to the Everton game in a bit. Bad news for them. Everton win. Leicester goes down. And man... What a fall from grace only seven years ago, winning the Premier League, winning the FA Cup two years ago. Yeah, man, it's crazy. Just shows you what happens when you think that you could just, you know, walk through games, even with the amount of skill they had. Yeah, with the players on their squad, I, 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 maybe they have the bounce back. We'll see. I do think they're going to lose quite a few players. Yeah, I, I saw a stat where it's like, I think they have 12 or 13 players whose contracts are either up in June or up next June. So, and they're all their big players as well. Yeah. Like we'll see speak. if they can keep hold of any of them. If they have to start from scratch, pretty much who knows, you know, you think they'll probably lose Yuri Tillemans, James, James Madison, Madison, Harvey Barnes, even, uh, um, Soyanchu will be a free agent. Ricardo Pereira. Yeah. Wilfred and Galici and Nacho, Pat Sendaka. Yeah, I mean, that's like their entire attack. Yeah, it's a lot of their squad. That's for yeah. sure. Uh, I do have one parting question from this game until we get to the next one. Uh, next season, does Jamie Vardy have 20-plus goals? If he's playing in the championship, probably. <laughs> <laughs> if he's I sure hope him, so, man. I think he nice might. To see him you, notice, you notice I didn't say his name. I think he might say. Yeah, I think he will. I think he um, might I mean, have fun playing in the championship I think he'll in be, his twilight what, years. He'll be what, 32, 33 come next year? Is that it? I thought he was older than that. I, I don't know. Let me look at this. Uh, with that, West Ham officially He's 36, finished. 36, my dude. 36? Yeah. Wow. It doesn't look like he's aged a day since uh, they won the title, though. No, he doesn't. He's still got his pace, that's for sure. <laughs> Uh, yeah, West Ham finished 14th. They got a Europa Conference League title to try to win to get some uh Europa League football next season. Good thing they stuck by David Moyes, huh? Yeah, yeah, good decision by them. I don't think either one of us thought he would get fired before the end of the season, but mm, there's shows what can there. happen if you stick with your coach. <laughs> Leeds United. All right. Next up, we had Southampton against Liverpool. And um, I wish I was watching this game because it seemed like every 10 seconds there was a goal. I know you and I, we were watching the Everton 
Bournemouth game. We wanted yeah. to know. And it was like, oh, relegated. a goal in the Liverpool-Southampton game. Oh, a goal in the Liverpool-Southampton game. <laughs> this one ended 4-4. We both picked Liverpool, but Liverpool came out flying in this one. Diogo Jota scored in the 10th minute to give them the lead, and Bobby Firmino, just four minutes later, doubled it. Looking like it was going to be another blowout for Liverpool against Southampton. It really did, didn't it? Like when you saw those did. two goals going, you're like, uh-oh, is All this right. going to be another Liverpool Man United? 7-0, 9-0. But no, Southampton said, I don't think so. And they went on a tear. This is the best I've seen them play all season. <laughs> they scored in the 19th, 28th, 48th, and 64th minutes to be 4-2 to up on Liverpool. What? Wild, right? Yeah. Goals were scored by James Ward-Prowse, Kamaluddin Sulemana, and Adam Armstrong. Uh, and then Liverpool would eventually uh, tie things up. Jota getting his second, and Cody Gakpo getting in on the action in the 72nd and 73rd minutes. And this game pretty much sums up the season for both teams. It really does. Liverpool going 2-0 up and then squandering the lead. Mm-hmm. And then Southampton down by two goals, fighting back, having a two goal lead and squandering that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So Liverpool finish in Europa League spot in fifth place. Southampton, uh, eventually they ended up 11 points off of safety. So pretty much summed up their whole season. Six points off. Oh, safety, though. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Safety. Safety. Yeah. So 11 points behind Everton. Six points off of Leeds United, who were one place above them, and equally as bad. And then we had the game that we watched the most of because, well, whatever happened in this game decided who got relegated. Everton against Bournemouth. We both picked Everton, and man, they won. But it was not convincing. And it took a wonder strike from uh, Abdoulaye Decore in the 57th minute to make sure that they stayed in the Premier League and what a goal it was. Beautiful goal. I think they deserved it. Yeah. I know Pickford did have to come up with some couple nice saves, but good job, Everton. We'll see what you can do next year. Hopefully Sean Dyche can put something together. Hopefully they're not fighting in that relegation spot. Yeah, I sure hope so. And, you know, I'll give Sean Dyche credit. He did a great job. He did what he was hired to do. And Everton staying up, even though I did not think they were going to. There was a point I didn't think so either. Yeah. All right. To the champions from one end of the table to the other, we had Brentford against Manchester City. Manchester City pretty much starting their third squad in this one. C squad, yeah, not even B. But Brentford winning 1-0. Uh, Brentford, the only team to do the double over Manchester City. And uh, I was going to joke about it, but I'm glad I was serious when I said, <laughs> Brentford, we're going to do the double. You were uh, at it writing down all jokingly, and they're like, you know what? I'll go for it. Yeah. And, Good yeah. job. You sometimes got, it, only sometimes these picks City. pay off, man. Sometimes. <laughs> uh, Ethan Pinnock with the only goal in the game in the 85th minute. I mean, you kind of expected it with the side that Pep threw out there. I mean, 90% of the squad were, I think they were under the age of 22, pretty much. Yeah, he, Ederson. he had Ederson out there. Riyad Mahrez, Julian Alvarez. But then, yeah, it was 
<laughs> after that, it's pretty much heavily answers. rotated. Yeah, especially with you know FA Cup and Champions League final coming up. But good on Brentford being the only team to do so without an Ivan Tony as well. I told you Man City would drop points though before the end of the season, those last few games. Yeah, you were right. They got one out of six points available in their last two. Only Arsenal had put up a fight. If only. Could have been close. But then again, I don't think Pep would have just played the third string players if it was close. So Probably not, no. Next up, we had Chelsea against Newcastle. And, you know, we both thought that Newcastle were just going to run over Chelsea in this game. And it's anything but. Um, Chelsea and Newcastle tied 1-1. Anthony Gordon got his first goal for Newcastle in the ninth minute. And then Kieran Trippier, own goal in the 27th minute, saw it end in a draw. Yeah, I would say that's a pretty good result for Chelsea, considering how high Newcastle have been, man. Yeah. And with that point, Chelsea finished 12th in what probably they will think of as the worst season most fans have ever seen. It probably is, yeah. Yeah. All these Chelsea fans. Most of their fans, yeah. Most of their fans. Since Roman Abramovich took over. 91, 92, or 1990, whenever that was, they finished worse than that. 30 years ago, something like that. So, Yeah. yeah. Um, and Newcastle solidifying fourth place, four points behind United. Great season for them, I would say. Champions League football can't complain yeah. if you're Newcastle United, man. What a what a jump from last season. Yeah, and let Eddie Howe release the purse strings for this next summer and transfer window. I think they might be able to with Champions League football, man. They I mean, will. They their will. Income will be a little higher. All right, next up, we had the disappointing season that Arsenal had for the last couple of months after the promising start. They played Wolves. I can't believe I thought this was going to end in a draw. I tried to tell you, man. You did. You warned me. Um, And uh, essentially, you know, I picked Brentford, and that was all my luck for the weekend. And I'm (laughs) glad I got it wrong because Arsenal ran out 5-0 winners. And I'll be honest with you, this could have ended 9-0. This was not close at all. Uh, great strong finish for Arsenal if they just played that way the whole season. Or even the past month. Yeah. Granted, Jaka got two goals for the first two. Uh, what could be his final match for the Gunners? Yeah, um, there's talks about him going to Bayer Leverkusen. Yeah. Um, he said if he's going to go anywhere, it will be announced in the next week. So, Well, no soon then. Yeah, very soon. Uh, Starboy, Bukayo Saka, got the third. Oh, what a goal, too. What yeah. a move to bring it back to his that, left foot. Then the that curler. summed up his entire season. It was amazing. That was a beautiful one. And then Gabriel Jesus got a goal after some lovely play by Leandro Trossard, crossing it all the way across goal after beating his defender for Gabriel Jesus to head it home. He needed a goal, man. Yeah, he did. I know. We were during the live stream. You were like, was it Gabriel Jesus? Was it Gabriel Jesus? And then finally, it was. <laughs> it was announced, yeah. And then Jakob Kivior with his first goal for the Gunners, making it five. Fun fact, finishes the season with more goals in the Premier League than Mihailo Mudrik and Val Veghorst. There you go. I, I do think Jose <laughs> Saw should have saved that shot, but... I do too. It was a terrible hey, mistake on his part. Uh, and I believe we did forget uh, the fourth was... No? 
Nope, two I... by two by Xhaka, one by Saka, yeah. Jesus, and Kivior. For some reason, I thought Thomas Partey scored, but it must have been Xhaka's. Uh, he had one taken back for a foul on the goalie. That was it. That was it. Ben White, yeah, foul on the goalie again. Yep, again. All right, next up we had Crystal Palace against Nottingham Forest. Both teams having an impressive second half of the season. We both thought Palace would win because why bet against Roy Hodgson? Why? Uh, but this one ended in a draw. 1-1. Tiwu Awoni <laughs> scored his 10th goal for Forest in the Premier League, uh, making it 1-0 in the 31st minute. And then Palace would eventually level things up through Will Hughes in the 66th minute with essentially uh, his back towards goal, flicking it over the goalie with his head. <laughs> so scoring with the back of his head. Uh, with that point, Palace, they finish above Chelsea in 11th place. And Nottingham Forest staying safe. Eventually what would be four points above the drop zone in 16th. Who had the most impressive season out of those two for you? Out of those two teams? Mm-hmm. Probably Forrest. I thought they were doomed. Yeah, I did too. Especially with adding, what was it, 30 players? Something like that? Some ridiculous amount, yeah. Yeah. So, good on them. Uh, Yeah, Palace, they did a great job switching back to Roy Hodgson. They picked up lots of points after what seemed like they were heading towards relegation. And eventually, they finished well safe, 11 points off the drop. And then uh, announced were the awards. For the Premier League season. Uh, Erling Holland winning player of the year and young player of the year. Uh, being one of the few to ever do so. As well as the golden boot. So well deserved. He's 36 in goals. Books. Yep. Uh, announced yesterday. Pep Guardiola winning manager of the season. Guiding City to a 28-5-5 record. Which to me is amazing. Considering that we thought they were having an awful season. For the World Cup. It's because they only lost. Well, besides that Brentford game prior to that, it was what? How many games have they gone? 12, 13, 15? I think it was like 18. Something like that. Games <laughs> unbeaten. Stupid. Yeah. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne won playmaker of the season. And then Bournemouth won the most improbable comeback award. Because, well, we all thought they were doomed. Yeah, I think Gary O'Neill maybe should have a little nod there for manager of the season. I think At so. Least a nomination. It's it a lot of deserving managers for managers. There were. Yeah. There were. So we come to our predictions. We got both the original predictions that happened in what our fourth episode around beginning of January. We picked the top four. I picked City, Arsenal, Newcastle, Manchester United. Yep. You picked Arsenal, City, Liverpool, Newcastle. Um, I got two right. You got Newcastle correct. And I feel terrible saying it. So, okay. Uh, so in uh, episode 31, we had uh, the teams actually going to Europe, who we thought would finish fourth, fifth, and sixth. Uh, I said Newcastle, Brighton, and Tottenham. This was well after the original prediction. I got Newcastle right. You pick Newcastle, Tottenham, Liverpool. You got Newcastle right. And boy, were we both terribly wrong about Tottenham. <laughs> right. 
I was yeah. right about Liverpool. We I was right about Liverpool though, and you yeah. were right about Brighton. So we yeah. got all the teams just in <laughs> between the two of just us. <laughs> take yeah, just take out Tottenham. Just just never bet on them. Uh, and then we had relegation teams that we picked. Now I had to go way back for this one, and I'm already shaking my head at some of my picks. I don't know about you. All right, so uh, in episode 31, you picked Nottingham Forest, Bournemouth, and Southampton. In episode four, you also picked Southampton, but you also picked Everton, and you said Bournemouth would stay up. Yeah, that was before they went on that terrible run. <laughs> yeah. You also picked Forest originally. So yep, I did good, pick Forest. Good on you for sticking by that. I picked Bournemouth both times. Uh, I, pick, I actually picked Leicester City in episode four to go down. Uh, and you said my pick was wrong and awful, and I didn't know what I was talking about. And then I switched it to Everton later on, and then... Uh, <laughs> That's what I, I meant. You're wrong and awful. Don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. This one is the one I'm shaking my head, because uh, originally I said Southampton were going to survive the drop. So there you go. Idiot. You got your one really good pick and your one and terrible One pick. really bad pick. Yeah. <laughs> what an idiot. So... Speaking of dropping and getting promoted, we had the EFL Championship playoff uh, on the 27th. Coventry City against Luton Town. To be honest with you, this game was pretty exciting. It was. Most of it. it was a tale of two halves, man. The it first really half, was. it was all Luton. Mm-hmm. They got their goal. They're up 1-0. Second half rolls around. Here comes Coventry. Yeah. Put the uh, pressure Luton. on. Got their goal. 1-1. Extra yeah. time. PKs and man, were the penalties so good? They, they made, made eleven PKs in a row, bad. man. Eleven, eleven. They made every Premier League team look bad. I don't think I've ever seen penalties taken that well. Like goalie was had, didn't have a chance for any of them. None, even the twelfth one. The twelfth one, <laughs> the missed one. He skied yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Luton Town, man. They went from non-league football to the Premier League in nine years. How impressive is that? That's very impressive. I'm pretty sure that's unprecedented. I don't think anyone's ever done that. Rooting for you, Wrexham. Yes, <laughs> same here. Uh, yeah, both teams had chances to win this game, though, and they lacked a quality finish. I'm yeah, excited I'm... to see what Luton Town Stadium looks like after 150 mil of renovations. Yeah, they have to renovate their. They got from winning this game. They got to renovate their stadium though to get it up to code for the Premier League. So, good on them! Congratulations, Luton Town, and welcome to the English Premier League. They also got an American goalkeeper. So, yeah, it's the first time an American goalkeeper has been in the Premier League since Tim Howard. Mm -hmm. At least starting regularly. Zach Steffen was the other one, but. He played like one game for Manchester City. <laughs> All right. It's a good season, EPL. Let's get on to La Liga and fly over to Spain, Targo. All right, have? man. La Liga. On the 27th, we had Sevilla against Real Madrid. I suck with the juggernauts, Real Madrid. You picked Sevilla because, well, for some reason you really like them. Yeah. I will say they they played really good in this, and I might want to rethink my Europa League pick. If I'm being honest. With you. <laughs> Hence, at the beginning of this episode, I said 
Europa League final predictions. <laughs> <laughs> I might want to rethink mine. I don't I'll give know. Give you one more chance, my friend. Because <laughs> they started well, but I will say that pitch was terrible. For the quality of La Liga and this being a team of Sevilla's caliber, there's no way in hell it should ever look like that after that much rain. It was bad. Like the ball was you'd splash in, players taking steps, it was splashing. Yeah. I was I was kind of flipping between this game and the uh championship playoff, the EFL Luton and Coventry, because they're both at the same time. And so I was flipping back and forth on that. But yeah. Rafa Mir got him got Sevilla going though in the third minute. After Brian Gill had his shot blocked, it kind of fell right to Rafa Mir. Man, he just rocked that into the upper corner. Courtois, no chance. Sevilla's up 1-0. I'm thinking, no way. Josh cannot get this right. <laughs> no way. No way. And I was right, because Madrid yeah. come back. Yeah. Rodrigo got Madrid level. Nicely placed free kick. Caught Bono going the wrong way. Yeah, made it too easy for him. Think goalkeeper could have done a little better. One hundred percent could have at least gone the right way. He took that step to his left, and the ball went. Oh, yeah, yeah. Then in the 69th, Madrid caught Sevilla on a counterattack. Rodrigo, man, again making it two nil. Yeah. And honestly, I thought he had too many touches. I thought the chance was lost. I thought he should have passed six. It, it was he had guys on each side of him, but. Turns that defender inside out, man. Put him through the watch cycle. Yeah, he did. I mean, rumor has it he's still trying to f- pick himself up from those puddles. <laughs> he's still swimming back to shore, still huh? swimming back, <laughs> yeah. Uh-uh. And to but, make things worse for Sevilla, Marcos Acuna was sent off in the 83rd. Nasty high tackle. Red card in two games. His first one, I don't think, should have been a red. That's where no. he's time-wasting but on that still, throw-in. Still, and that one definitely deserved to be a red. It was bad, was huh? Bad. Yeah. High, right above your ankle. Ooh. Studs up. Bad. Gross. Yeah. My ankle hurt watching it. I will say, Madrid had a really interesting lineup for this game. They did. So their front three were Rodrigo, Danny Ceballos, and Federico Valverde. Yeah. And then they had, what was it, Tushimeni, Modric, and Kroos? Yeah, and then yeah. Kemavinga came on and played more like as a left wing. Interesting. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not Carlo Ancelotti. Yeah. I'll raise but Madrid, my get it done. to you, Carlo. And then on the 28th, we had Barcelona against Mallorca. I picked Barca. You were smart and followed my lead. And Barca won it 3 0. Yeah. Ansu Fati with a very, very early goal in the first minute after some lovely build up play between Lewandowski and Gavi, leaving the easiest of finishes for Fati. He kind of, Lewandowski kind of plays through Gavi and Gavi just slides it across the goal for Fati. Simple as pie. <laughs> and then it didn't help a Mallorca red card in the 14th. Nasty tackle on Balde. Definitely had the uphill battle then. Yeah. And then the second half was just all Barca, man. They hit the crossbar a couple times. Gavi did pop up with a goal in the 70th. Lovely finish just inside the box. Kind of a curler with his left. Yeah. and Yeah. Easy peasy. This was Sergio Busquets and Jordi Alba's kind of farewell home game. 
So it's yeah, good they went a, out on a high note. What a send off for them. Yeah. They were on the pitch for what was it, like an hour afterwards? Something, Something like that, yeah. But what a stake from Ansu Fati in this game after pretty much not playing all season, showing why he uh, should stay at Barcelona and why Xavi should play him more often. And there's rumors he might be heading to the Premier League to yeah. uh, Wolverhampton, mm-hmm. of all places. A it little Ruben sense. Diaz and Sufati switch. Yeah. That'd be an interesting one. Yeah, I mean, Barca have been after Ruben Neves for, what, five Three years? years? <laughs> yeah, something, it seems like. crazy. So it makes sense, especially for them. They get the better, Wolves get the better end of the deal. They get a, uh, was it, 19-year-old Ansu Fati and send uh, like 30-year-old Ruben Neves the other direction. Oh, dude, he's only like 25. Okay. 20s, he's just been along around yeah. around a long time. Yeah, he has. Holy crap. He looks like he's 40. So He does. That hair and the beard. Yeah. But I will say, man, Lewandowski's so good. Some of these balls he was playing through, breaking the lines for players. Guy's just class. Personified. 100%. And on the 28th, we also had Atletico Madrid against Real Sociedad. I picked Atleti. You picked the same. We were right. They won 2-1. Yeah, can't pick against Antoine Griezmann in the form he's in, man. Dude, the guy's on fire. He scored the first one for Atleti in the 37th. And it was kind of a weird one. The shot kind of deceived the keeper. It was, the keeper didn't see it. But it wasn't like a hard shot. It was like a roller into the bottom corner. It was weird, yeah. Yeah. Check it out, guys, if you haven't seen it. Because it's definitely a funny one to watch. Atleti got their second in the 73rd from Nahul Molina after some fast, fantastic build-up play, man. He rockets that shot. Oh, oh yeah. Goalie. And, you know, if if Atleti would just play some more positive possession-style football, dude, they would be so good. So good. I think what they need is maybe a little bit of a change-up at that club. You know, it seems like they've had those same group of players for the past mm-hmm. few years. I think maybe getting three, four players in, shake things up a bit, might help. Yeah, maybe a new coach. That could also do it, yeah. Mm-hmm. But since you dad, they got one back in the 88th from Alexander Sorloth, but it was just a little too little too late. Yeah. And yeah. that's La Liga. Yeah, and then we uh, move on to the most exciting bit. Also the most depressing bit. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, we had the final day in the Bundesliga. Everything to play for for everybody, it seemed like. On the 27th, we had VFL Bochum against Bayer Leverkusen. We both picked Leverkusen. Um, Disappointing to say they lost 3-0. Yeah, there's an Amin Adley red card in this game that... Nasty, man. He lost his cool... Slashes out, tries to kick a player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but Leverkusen did get Europa Conference League football um, because other results went other ways. So Yeah, Wolfsburg lost to Hertha. I think was one of them. And then it was Frankfurt needed to win, but they needed quite a big goal differential swing. Mm-hmm. They needed a couple more goals. Yeah. So, yeah, the Adley 
sending off was in the eighth minute. Philip Forster started the scoring for Bochum in the 19th minute after he volleyed home a Takuma Asano cross. Remember him? Yeah, I do. I was just going to ask you the same thing. <laughs> Probably the worst signing in Arsenal history or close to it. Uh, Takuma doubled the lead in the 34th minute with another volley. This time, direct off a corner. Nice finish. Yeah. Could the goalie have done better? Uh, that was pretty close to him. I feel like he could have. Yeah. Maybe the power of the shot. Hmm, maybe. I'll, I'll give it to the, the attacker. Not so yeah. much. Um, so much fault on the goalie. <laughs> but you're going to be a little bit of fault. Just a yeah, little bit. Just a little bit. Especially when it's that close to you. Closest Leverkusen came was from Jeremy Fringpong when he hit the post. Somehow stayed out and it just like kind of rolled across the goal line. Yeah, it hits the inside of the post and goes straight the other way. (laughs) Yeah, not one of those you see that trickles across, bounces off the post and goes in. No, it was the other other way. Uh, Kevin Stoger got Bochum's third in the 86th minute. Lovely chip over the goalie. And that's all she wrote for what would... Some would say a disappointing end to a great season for Bayer Leverkusen. At least second half of the season, I should say. Yeah, but Bochum needed that win to survive, man. They did. Yeah, Leverkusen finishing sixth on 50 points, getting the Conference League spot by goal differential, and then Bochum staying up by two points with the win. Otherwise, they would have been relegated. Next up, we had Eintracht Frankfurt against Freiburg. You picked Frankfurt. Good job. Because they won this game 2-1. to one. I thought it would be a draw. But Freiburg will have Europa League football to look forward to next season. And Frankfurt disappointingly miss out on Europe altogether on goal difference, like we said earlier. So Yeah, that one's rough. Yeah. They, they were playing so good all season and then kind of fell off towards the end there. Vincenzo Grifo got the scoring underway in the 44th minute, giving Freiburg a 1-0 lead heading after he headed in a cross at the back post after the ball was flicked on by a Frankfurt defender. And then who else but Randall Colomuani would start the comeback for Frankfurt in the 83rd minute, better late than never, with an absolute peach of a header. And then the comeback was complete for Frankfurt, thanks to Eric Jr., Dina, and Bembe. In the 91st minute, what a long name that is. But the ball just fell to him in the box, and he finished it for a fairly simple goal for him. Kolomuani finishes the season with 15 goals and 11 assists, third top goal scorer in the Bundesliga. What a season for him after being a relatively unknown product before the season. Yeah, fantastic season for him. We'll see if Frankfurt can keep a hold of him. Yeah, we'll see. I... uh, I'm thinking probably not, but it all depends on the price. that as well. (laughs) Next up, we had RB Leipzig against Schalke. Schalke needed a win in this one to even think about staying safe. Um, Leipzig already getting Champions League football. We both picked Leipzig, and Leipzig won 4-2. Conrad Leimer scored the first goal in the 10th minute with an easy tap-in, and then soon-to-be Chelsea player Christopher Nkuku. Scored in the 19th minute and the 94th minute. First goal, lovely footwork going around the defenders. Sitting them down, man. Yeah. 
And the second goal was a lovely chip over the goalie, showing that was a beautiful what, chip too. What an immense talent Chelsea have signed, especially since he's joint top goal scorer for the season, um, in the Bundesliga. Yeah, uh, Marcin Kaminsky scored one for Schalke in the 28th minute off a header from a corner, and a Willy Orban own goal in the 49th minute made things interesting at two two. What do you think of that own goal, though? Dude, Leipzig gave it to him because they lost the ball right there. I think it was right by their own box. And Mm -hmm. yeah, it was bad. Yeah. They gave it to Schalke. Uh, Leipzig got the winning goal off of Yusuf Poulsen in the 82nd minute. And it was a lovely through ball from Nkuku passing across to Poulsen for the goal. Uh, Schalke get relegated, Leipzig finish third. Yeah, Schalke get relegated along with Hertha Berlin. Yeah. And then Stuttgart gets to play in a playoff against Hamburg. Yep. Which is also a funny thing because Hamburg thought they were going to be automatically promoted with the other team who was in the battle with them still having their game go and all the fans rushed the field in Hamburg only to see that the other team scored a goal in extra time. It's funny to watch. So you haven't checked it out, go look it up. Next up, we had Union Berlin against Werder Bremen and Targo. Finally, finally, you got a Union Berlin prediction correct. Woo! <laughs> Woo! They win 1-0. They got Champions League football next season in what could be one of the best Cinderella stories all season. Fantastic, yeah. Great. Yeah. Great job, Union Berlin. Yeah. Uh, Ronnie Kahidra. Scored in the Kadira. Yes. Kahidira. Kahidira. <laughs> I was burping. But yep, got the lone goal in the 81st. Union Berlin. Fourth all place, right. 62 points. And now that we know all the other results, let's get into what really matter in the Bundesliga. The title race. Dorman needing a win or... I guess a draw and superior goal differential, but that wasn't going to happen with a draw. So Munich needed a win and some help from Mites. They played Cologne. We both picked Bayern Munich to win, and they did, 2-1. to one. With this win and Dortmund drawing Mites, Bayern won their 11th straight title. So I got to go through this game, though, man. I was watching this one. I got up at the 6 o'clock to watch it. I did, too. It was gnarly. Yeah. This so title race was Kingsley Coleman scores early for for Bayern Munich in the eighth minute with a golazo, man. So nice. What a beautiful curling effort from him. And I'll be honest with you, he might be the most clutch player when it comes to t- title deciding games. Well, I saw some stat. He's never played in a season where he hasn't won the title mm-hmm. for PSG and for Bayern mm-hmm. Munich. <laughs> so it's one Arsenal, nil maybe you should sign him <laughs> <There you go. laughs> so it's one nil for Bayern Munich at that point and the other game um mine score header off a corner poor defending from Emre Shan who kind of lets his guy go near post so mines is up one nil 15th minute yeah Dortmund get a PK for a foul in the box which Sebastian Haller steps up to take and the goalie saves it yeah, Allaire, I don't know what he was doing. 
And then, I don't know why Emre Sean didn't take it. Yeah, Emre Sean's a PK taker. I know Alaire has been kind of in hot form of late. You go with what's consistent. You go with what's consistent in these situations. You always do, and it bit him in the ass. And then I thought Dortmund had another penalty shout in the 19th after a Mainz yes. defender kind of barges in the back of yeah. Rafael Guerrero. I, I thought that was a foul, 100%, and I don't know what VAR was doing for that one. I, I thought it was too, man. He just clobbers right into the back of him. Yeah. But then Kareem Onesiwu doubles Mainz lead in the 24th, heading in across. So at this point, Dortmund are down 2-0. Bayern Munich are winning 1-0. Bayern Munich are winning the title at this point. And then Cologne against Bayern Munich get an equalizer to Dejan Lubicic. Mm-hmm. However you say that. In the 81st, after Serge Gnabry handled the ball in the box, VR took a long time to look at that one, too, because he was like right on the line. And Yeah, I couldn't imagine being a Dortmund fan in the stands. Like, come on, please. Can they get a penalty kick? Can Dortmund score? Can they get a penalty kick? Can Dortmund score? <laughs> and so it's 1-1 against Cologne and Bayern Munich. So at this point, because Bayern's drawing Cologne, Bruce and Dortmund are going through on their... 2-0 loss. Yeah. Oh, man, it was crazy. Yeah. And then Dortmund got one back in the 69th minute through Rafael Guerrero. And what an impact sub Gio Reyna was. Oh, dude, he came on and made an instant impact. He got the assist for that goal. He was, yeah, he was Everywhere. the main guy causing Everywhere. problems for uh, Mines. I don't know why he didn't start. It doesn't make any sense. Well, he came on for Julian Brandt, I think. I would start Julian Brandt. With the season he had, yeah. I guess that's true. So, yeah, so Dortmund are down 2-1. But then in the 89th minute, Jamal Musiala, he comes off the bench in the 85th minute, and he has a wonderful goal, man. Beautiful goal, beautiful turn. Kind of has a couple touches and then just unleashes a beautiful shot. Yeah. And so Byron were winning. So Dortmund had to win. Yeah. And they they couldn't pilot on the pressure, but they couldn't really get any clear cut opportunities. I would say they did have some clear cut opportunities just in finish them. And then even because they were pushing up, mines had some clear cut opportunities as well. So, yeah, I mean, man, if you're Dortmund, this one's a real, real shame. Taking the pants. It is because, I mean, mines, they were sitting in ninth place. Not a whole lot to play for. Not going to get relegated. Not to get into Europe. You're playing at home. Dortmund is. You can yeah, ask for a better rockin', situation. Rock and signal of Duna Park. All of the everything going in your favor, and you. I don't want to say bottled it, but oh, bottled they bottled it, hundred percent. That's a bottle job, dude. Yeah. I mean, in that not only that, but you look at the the league as a whole. I mean, Bayern kind of gifted to them, gifted this title many times and Dortmund couldn't take advantage of it. I mean, how many times were Dortmund on top and then they'd fall down, then they'd go back to top and then they'd fall down. I think I looked at, I think it was like six times. Was it that many? I was going to say like three or four. I don't know. Um, I know it was four in the last like month and a half. I mean, Leipzig did Dortmund a favor beating Bayern Munich and you know, Bayern Munich is going to come back better next year. Yeah. Yeah, and Dortmund, they're going to lose their best player, most likely. If not, 
I mean, uh, Guerrero, their right back. Left back. Left back. Um, he's leaving on a free. They've already announced it's his last season. Jude Bellingham's going to be leaving, so that their best player leaving. It's going to be tough for them to repeat it, and I just I can't help but feel absolutely awful for Marco Royce. Oh, dude, yeah. He's the one I, I do feel bad for. Yeah. Poor guy's had a, man, what a career. Misses out on the World Cup a couple times due to injury. The one World Cup he does go to, Germany did terribly. And then, yeah, this title slipping. Very unlucky career for one of the greats in Dortmund history. Yeah. Well, then the other game was Stuttgart against Hoffenheim. They tied 1-1. I picked a draw. You picked Stuttgart. Hoffenheim with the point. We're safe. Um, result, Hoffenheim finished all the way up in 12th. And Stuttgart heading for a playoff against Hamburg. So they, they're, it's not all doom and gloom for Stuttgart. So. No, I hope Stuttgart pull through. I do too. Um after the weekend and that final um, match day of the season, Jude Bellingham was named player of the season and Kareem Adiemi rookie of the season. Also, sporting director Hassan Salihamidzic and, and CEO Oliver Kahn. Fired. Um, fired from Bayern Munich. Rumeniga coming back. Which is an odd play for Bayern Munich, but they bring back what they know works. So, all right, off to Serie A in the penultimate game of this uh, match day of the season. We had on the 27th Fiorentina against Roma. Europa um, League finalists and Europa Conference League finalists. Yeah, you picked a draw. I picked Fiorentina. Fiorentina win two to one. Uh, Roma now winless in uh, their last seven games in the league. Four draws, three losses heading into the Europa League final. Uh, doesn't bear good for me. looking good. Last yeah, chance. and Roma were even winning, man. They were up 1-0. I know. 11th minute, Steven El Shawari, header, back cross goal, puts him in the lead. Uh, but Fiorentina with two late, late goals in the 85th and 88th. Luka Jovic, again, heading the ball across for tap-in. And then Jonathan Ikone. Um, header across goal, simplest of tap-ins. That's what all three goals in that game were, is headers acro- back across the goal. <laughs> yeah, Roma not looking so hot going into a final, but you know it's a Jose Mourinho team, and it really doesn't matter. And I will say, Paulo Dybala's back. Yes. He's been out injured for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Since their last Europa League game, pretty much. Yeah. Something like that. I don't know when it so. was. <laughs> Anyways. Next up, we had Inter against Atalanta. I picked a draw on this one. You picked Inter. Inter ended up winning 3-2. to two. And this one was the Romelu Lukaku and Lotaro Martinez show. Because Lukaku scored just after 41 seconds. Ooh, quick. And Lotaro putting him in one-on-one with the goalie. With Lukaku with the simplest of tap-ins after dribbling around the keeper. And Nico Barella. Nicolo Barella, my man. Yeah. I I always want to say someone else is your man. I think it's Brozovic. Yeah. It's Barella. Yeah. Uh, he got on the score sheet two minutes later. So it's 2-0 within 
three minutes for Inter. Uh, after he lashed in a save shot. Uh, yeah, lovely buildup from Inter. Fantastic crossfield ball from Martinez to DeMarco. And again, it's the Martinez and Lukaku show. Uh, they had another one five minutes later, but it was t- taken back for offsides. And then Mario Pasalic got one back for Atalanta in the 36th minute after Inter failed to clear their lines. And the ball bouncing in the box fell to Palisic, or Pasalic and he knocked it home. And then uh, not to be left off the score sheet, Lataro Martinez scored in the 77th minute after some fantastic hold-up play by Lukaku, returning the favor after he played Brozovic in, and Brozovic laid it off to Lataro Martinez for the goal. And then Atalanta got one back, but it really didn't matter at that point. And Andre Onana on goal in the 91st minute after the ball bounced off the crossbar, off Onana into the net. I would hate those as a goalie, man. (laughs) It's so unlucky. Remember the the penalty kick that bounced off the post and off the back of Tim Howard's head and went in? Yeah. Man, I just, I'd never be able to get over that if I was a goalie. And then on the 28th, we had Serie A champions Napoli against Bologna. Nice job picking a draw on this one. I thought Napoli would end the season on a, well, penultimate game, so. End the season on a three-game win streak, but it wasn't to be. Huge news, though, before this game, which might have... Uh, had I know, a... it was announced today, I believe. Today, after. Okay. Still, in the dressing room, they might have known about it. Might have had something to do with the 2-2 draw. But uh, Luciano Spalletti stepping down at the end of the season, foregoing his final year of his contract to take a year-long sabbatical because he feels like he's achieved everything he can at Napoli. Kind of, well, not a Champions League. <laughs> no, but, I mean, he at this point he's earned it. Got him their first title in over 30 years. And with some amazing signings and fantastic coaching to get him there because no one would have predicted them to win the title at the beginning of the season. Yeah, fantastic job by Spalletti. Yeah. Uh, Victor Osimhen with the double goals in the 14th and 54th. First one, terrible arrow by the Bologna goalie. So bad. Yeah. Like, not even a little bad. Like, this was so bad. Passed it right to Osaman. Right to him, man. Like, yeah. he thought he was on his team or something. I don't know. It's <laughs> so bad. Yeah. Makes those De Gea and Ramsdale errors look like nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they make him look like walks in the park, I guess. Um, yeah, and the second one was a beautiful turn and finish. Serie top goal scorer showed it time and time again. Bologna started their comeback in the 63rd minute, though, scoring through Lewis Ferguson, getting on the end of a parried shot, and then comeback complete. Lorenzo Del Silvestri in the 84th minute, getting on the end of a corner, and ended 2-2. And then we had Lazio, Lazio against Cremonese. We both picked Lazio, and they won 3-2. El said Yusai. Scored early for Lazio on this one in the fourth minute. Thank you for uh, having the pronunciation on there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Sergei Malinkovic Savage doubled the lead in the 37th minute with a sweeping ball into the net, getting on the end of a low cross. And then Pablo Ignacio Galdemez Milian 
That's a mouthful. That is right. <laughs> Got one back for Cremonese in the 54th, drilling a shot into the back of the net from distance. What a strike it was. And then four minutes later, they got another one through an own goal from Manuel Lazzari. That one was, was bad too, man. That backheader. Oh my it was, so, it was so bad. Yeah. What was he doing? I, I, it baffled. almost looks more like the ball hit his head than him trying to head the ball. I don't know. This <laughs> <laughs> what it looks just kind of like. Yeah. Got and him by surprise, point, maybe. At that point, it was two to two. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Thankfully, Sergei Milinkovic-Savic got his brace with the winner in the 89th minute, and uh, you got to think he's got to leave Lazio at the end of the season. If he wants to win anything, yeah. I mean, that's a huge win for Lazio. They're in second place in Serie A. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, with a win, their last game solidifies second place. Um, they They did solidify Champions League football. And then with the next one, Juventus and AC Milan. Juventus hoping to get a victory here uh, to keep their slim hopes alive for a Champions League football spot. You picked Juve. I picked Milan. Milan ending 1-0 winners. And Olivier Giroud, King Oli, the lone goal in the 40th minute. And, of course, it was a thunderous header. That's what he scores, man. That's what he's known for. Yep. Yes, it is. So with that, Milan securing Champions League football and Juventus officially eliminated from Champions League contention, but they can still get a Europa League spot. Yeah, they got that UEFA Conference League spot wrapped up. Yeah. So they got European football, which is great for them, saying how they got deducted 15 points and then not, and then 10 points. So... With that, Targo, you completed the EPL clean sweep. I got one in there, but five for you. Uh, you got 16, and I got 14, which close one. We only missed close. seven this week. That's that half Brentford, of what it has That Brentford been. pick, man. <laughs> <laughs> the Arsenal pick that got me. Oh. Yeah. So with that, we got a Europa League final today. Yeah. So let's go through our combined 11, and I will give you one last chance to change your pick from Roma. Ugh, to pardon CBA. me, thinks I should stick by Roma, but. Are you going to go? You're going to go with the king of European finals, or are you going to go with the kings of the Europa League? Something's got to give. I don't know, man. I know you're going with Sevilla. You, I'll give you till the end of this to change your mind. If not, locked in, can't change it. I'll change my mind. I'll go with Sevilla. Okay. The only reason I say that is I'm looking at my combined 11 and I have more Sevilla players than Roma players. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that means something, right? Argo, let's get into our Europa League final combined 11. Let me have it. If it's mostly Sevilla players, who are they? Oh, well, the goalkeeper, Sevilla player, man. Bonu. Yeah. Wonderful World Cup, wonderful European season. Going with him at right back. Going with some experience. Experience at right back, Knocking man. The dust off. Jesus Navas. <laughs> God, he's been around forever. Forever. He went, yep. played right wing, went to Manchester City, won the title with them, came back, and now he's playing right back. 
That's what happens when you get old, man. You got to slow down a little. <laughs> <laughs> but you're playing against attackers that are faster than you are. Nah, who's faster than him? Vinny On Jr. Roma. Oh, Sharari, oh. maybe? Yeah, maybe. All right. Well, it, my center back, another Sevilla player. Look, Bade, man. I know you were talking high on him a while ago. I'm joining you. Yeah. And he's on loan from somewhere at Sevilla. And he's from somewhere in France. Hmm. He's, he's not even a permanent player for them. Well, you should look that up while I talk about this player. My other center okay. back, Roger Ibanez from Roma. He's been probably their best defender, I would say, for Roma. You know, I was talking high on Chris Smalling, but nah, lately I've been paying a little bit more attention to Roma. And no, got to switch my pick to Roger Ibanez. Yeah. My left back, another Roma player, Leonardo Spinazzola. Left back, kind of more of a left wing back. Yeah. Uh, Bade is on loan from Stadren. Stadren, okay. Yes. And then I have uh, two defensive midfielders. My first one is going to be Ivan Rakitic from Sevilla. Speaking of ancient. Still good, though, man. So good. So good. I don't know what it is about what they're drinking in the water in Spain, about these (laughs) midfielders that are ancient that still play like they're in their 20s. David Silva, another one. Yeah, David Silva, Sergio Biscuits, Luka Modric, Tony Kroos. (laughs) I keep going. They're everywhere. (laughs) And then this is where I had a tough time with my other defensive midfielder. I went with uh, Brian Cristante from Roma. I think that's a great pick. I thought about going with Wijnaldum. He's not been consistent. Cristante has been, I feel like, a better player for Roma this season. I watched him recently in uh, Serie A, and he came on along with Nemanja Matic, and they made a world of a difference coming off the bench. Oh, yeah. Uh, My attacking midfielder, center attacking midfielder, I went with Paolo Dybala. He's back for this game. If he was out injured... Probably would have left him off. Obvi. He's an obvious choice. But he's back. He can play in it. So picked him. On the right wing, I have Lucas Ocampos. Winger for Sevilla, man. He has looked good. He is impressed. So I had to pick him. On the left wing, this one might be a little surprising. I went with Brian it Gill. Is a surprise. It is a surprise. Former Tottenham player. Yep. But well, he's, he's on loan. Fire. He's on loan, yep, from Tottenham. I should be a former Tottenham player. But (laughs) But I hope this is another one. uh, Player leaves Tottenham, wins a trophy. Comes back. Hey, guys. You know what this color is? Silver? It's gold. (laughs) (laughs) It's gold. I love gold. I Um, love gold. The smell of it. The taste of it. The texture. But man, he so I watched him again when they played Real Madrid. I watched him obviously when they played Juventus, Sevilla, and Brian Gill. Man, I feel like if he could just get a little bit better on his passing and on his shooting, he could be very good. Just a little, just bit, a yeah. little bit better, just a little bit, a little bit more quality on some of those crosses, on some of those shots. And I think he could, he could be something special. Yeah, I think so too. And then for my striker, Yusuf in the Siri for Sevilla. Speaking of. Speaking of special. Yeah. 
he's put in some goals here lately for the Spanish club and the Europa League. So I went with him up top. Yeah. I think that one's uh, kind of a no-brainer, being leading goal scorer in the Europa League. So uh, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I got a lot of the same players. Yeah, it, it's a tough one. So it's tough. It looks like you got a different formation, though. What formation I did you I did. I went interesting. So interesting. I went 4-4-2. I 4-4-2, went four, 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 okay. But not a traditional one. So in goal, I went with Bonu. Because, yes, he has been, I would say, um, head and shoulders better than Rui Patricio this season. Right back, I went with Gianluca Mancini. Not Montiel? Not Montiel. Mm-hmm. I know I couldn't pick Montiel. It's only with Jesus Navas. Not either. <laughs> Center back, Luck Bade. I also went with him because I've been high on him for a while. Rodri Banez as my other center back. And then Leonardo Spinazzola because, yes, he's one of the best left backs in the world. Why not? Uh, midfield, I went with the exact same. If Marcos Acuna wasn't suspended, I would have picked him over Ivan Rakitic. So, but so Marcos Acuna is actually a left back. Mm-hmm. Yes, and also a center mid. So it's weird. Yeah. Uh, Midfield. So those are my center mids. Right wing, I also went with Lucas Ocampos. And then just because you said I should have played him on the wing before, Paulo Dybala on the left. <laughs> Instead of Andrea oh. Bolotti? You don't want to yeah. go with Andrea Bolotti? <laughs> no, no, that was a bad choice. <laughs> Must have been the beer talking. Uh, up top, I got Siri. Obviously. And then someone who's immensely impressed me this season is Tammy Abraham. So I had to put him on my list. Interesting on the Abraham choice. Yeah, he's impressed me this season. I had like very low expectations of him going to Roma because he was good good last season for Roma. I would say he's had a dip in form this season for Roma. So that's my 11. See, even well, your dogs know that box. was a bad choice. <laughs> yeah, they they strongly disagree with me. I think it's more of the Belotti. They want Belotti choice. in that lineup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think they were barking the last time I said it, and now they're getting real angry about it. So, I get it. I get it. Yeah. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Don't forget to catch up with us on our socials. Let us know your thoughts. Should Josh have Andrea Belotti in his lineup <laughs> or not? Probably not. But let yeah. us know on our Facebook group, Instagram, TikTok, at Bruce and Vanter FC. Don't forget to check out our Red Bubble, get the merch, so we can keep doing this because we love it. We enjoy it. It's fun for us. It and is. on that note, love you, buddy. Love you, buddy. Talk to you next time. Cheers. <laughs>